One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another TalkSport Daily Podcast. I am your host, John Jackson, and we begin today by looking back on Sunday's Premier League action as Liverpool dramatically came from behind with 10 men to beat Newcastle at St. James's Park. Here's how we reacted to this thrilling game on TalkSports. And there it is. It goes, the full-time whistle. It's Liverpool who have getting three points at St James's Park. Virgil van Dijk sent off in the 27th minute. Anthony Gordon gets the first goal, but Dawid Nunes come on with 15 minutes to go. Two identical strikes, excellent strikes, flashing by Nick Pope. And the game, uh, Newcastle, a lot of positives in this game. Unfortunately, not being able to kill off one of their Champions League contenders. Damp, wet and disappointed Jordies will go home but the Scousers will bounce across back to Merseyside with three points. Newcastle won, Liverpool two. It was one of the most special games I was ever part of. And I have a few, and I watched a few, and I coached a few. Um, this was 70 minutes in a stadium like this with 10 men, one nil down. I never saw something like that. Virgil van Dijk has gone. John Brooks has shown a straight red card. Jurgen Klopp is irate. He's he's at Craig Paulson. He's not happy. Honestly, I, I I don't know. I saw it now. I saw it back. There's still the, the, I think the, the most <laughs> tiny little contact you can have. It's super influential in a game that early. I don't think it's a a, 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 a red card to be honest, but. I'm not a ref, and now they have to look at that. And it's Dawid Nunes, Newcastle 1, Liverpool 2. Bringing on Diogo and Darwin Nunes is now not the most difficult decision in the world. Both obviously are pretty good players. Both played pretty good, both worked really hard, and Darwin scored two world-class goals. Shadow of a doubt. That was just how we probably set it up, was, was top class as well. But how we all know, we need one to put it in the back of the net and he did that super impressively and half time he said there's a chance so if we can turn this around we can tell our grandkids so and um, I will yeah I'll be I'll be a sad man tonight really frustrating because I thought we played very well for long periods of the game 11 v 11 I thought we were really good I took the game to them we attacked we looked really bright energetic everything that we wanted to be he scored a good, really good goal and yeah the sending off changes the game and it shouldn't change it negatively for us because of course we have the extra man but um, we struggled to break them down although the chances were there to win the game and we didn't take them Newcastle 1 Liverpool nil. 25 minutes gone and it's Anthony Gordon who runs through one on one with Alisson and puts the ball through his legs yeah he was outstanding today he really was and full of praise for him and so pleased for him that he's he scored here in front of everybody and 
showed everyone what a what a talent he is. Um, I think he'll only get better as well. So exciting times for him, and yeah, he can be very pleased. I don't understand why he took Gordon off. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. He will be kicking himself, Eddie. He'll go into his little room. You won't believe it at first, and then he'll probably look back tomorrow on the game, and he will blame himself. And I'm sure he'll blame himself to the players as well, and hold his hands up mm. and say, mm, maybe I made some errors as well. Mm. And you have to do that because players make errors all the time, but managers make errors too. He's prayed those substitutions in his mind for the right reasons. And obviously it hasn't come off. Now Sunday also saw the champions in action as Manchester City won away at Sheffield United. Following the game, City defender Ruben Diaz and Blades boss Paul Heckingbottom gave their thoughts to Talk Sports' Alan Biggs. United 1, Manchester City 2. The result is what everybody expected. Uh, but my word, Manchester City have had to battle and then some to keep their 100% record in the Premier League this season and to keep Sheffield United on zero points at the bottom. It should have been more comfortable from the chances that City created, including uh, Erling Haaland missing a first-half penalty. Haaland finally uh, headed the breakthrough goal from a beguiling assist from Jack Grealish deep in the second half. But with Ollie McBurney on from the bench, the Blades finally mustered a threat, although it was another substitute, Jaden Bogle, who fired a cracking 85th-minute equaliser. The ground erupted, could they claim, a highly unlikely point. But four minutes later, that strike was matched by Rodri, and City have their win. Did you have to show sort of another side to your game today to win that? Because I think people were expecting that this might be a bit of a walkover, but you really had to battle for that, didn't you? Yeah, well, I, I guess that uh, the big difference is when the goals go in or not. Uh, we had so many chances. We had the penalty, even uh, or especially on the second half, we were inside that box. Basically, all of our players, and uh, but still, the, the, the ball needs to go in to make the to make the game easier. And uh, obviously, they had credit on on keeping it away, and uh, and we just kept on chasing, kept on chasing and chasing, and uh, gladly it smiled for us in the end. What about the quality Jack Grealish showed in creating the the breakthrough goal for Erling? Yeah. Well, uh, I believe all of us, we, we, we were very happy for him. Uh, I was personally most happy for him. The, the way he, he gave the goal to, to Erling, uh, it's, uh, it's, his, it's his strength, it's his quality, so uh, very happy for him. And a wonderful strike to win it for you from, uh, from Rodri there. He had loads of dips, didn't he, in the second half? Loads of attempts, got one on target there. Yeah, well, many chances. Uh, glad glad we, we got to, to score that goal. Very important for all of us. And... Uh, we're here again. That give you extra belief for the season ahead. It's going to be a very difficult one, but to only lose narrowly to Manchester City, how much can that actually do for you? Oh, it's nothing. It's not a point, Alan, is it? Uh, yeah, but like I said, the performance. The performance is what important, what's important. I'm comfortable in, in the knowledge that we can deal with the league. I also know that the circumstances have conspired to give us a, a tough start, you know, when I wanted to be really aggressive with the start. But we've got another seven days or so to, to be really to come out of the window as strong as we possibly can and then we get to work. Do we envisage more signings then? Yeah, of course, yeah. And we round off our look at Sunday's Premier League action at Turf Moor as Aston Villa beat Burnley. Let's hear from Villa boss Unai Emery and Burnley's Vincent Company.
finished here at Turf Moor. Burnley 1, Aston Villa 3. A dominant first half performance from Aston Villa saw the away side comfortably head into the break with a two-goal lead after a brace from Matty Cash. Vincent Company's Burnley had to come up with answers in the second half and it didn't take them long to get back into the game. Life Foster swivel in turn with his left foot fired Burnley's first Premier League goal of the season. Searching for that equaliser, Burnley left gaps at the back and Villa capitalised. Dinia's run and Diaby with a clinical finish. That's back-to-back home defeat for Vincent Company's Burnley. Villa up to six. Finished here at Turf Moor. Burnley one, Aston Villa three. Today the, the players, uh, they were very, very aware about uh, how we can again be competitive away. We did last year. And of course, always away is more difficult than at home. But uh, we were very focused, we were consistent. Uh, we were uh, strong in our structure defensively and offensively, and then we have played with qualities. And each one, after it, have to use his qualities trying to do all their best. And like that, we can get our, our good performance. Look, you just have to look at the league, you know. You find every flavour at the bottom at the moment. You know, teams who have settled in and, and have not changed, teams who have changed. I think for us, um, we, we want to move forward. And I've seen enough in our team to know that we make a game out of games and that's, that's what I want from our team. You know, Every game there is something for us in the game and, and if that continues, continues I believe we'll, we'll have enough results. So today again, just like against City, was against a very, very good opponent. But it was, there was definitely something in the game for us. Not enough because the result is not there, but you believe that the result comes after, you know, after, after time. TalkSport 2 also brought you live and exclusive coverage of the lunchtime kickoff from the Championship as Blackburn beat Watford at Vicarage Road. Here's how the game sounded on TalkSport 2. Watford against Blackburn Rovers. And now it's come to Martins on the corner of the penalty area. Hits the bar with a stunning curler. Oh, it was so close to a wonderful goal. Watford not really moving it particularly quickly, but they've played a lovely interchange here, and it's an opportunity for Spreer. Denny Bashiru strikes it in his blocks. Hyam again, last gas, making sure he gets his body in the way. It's fantastic. Lovely touch to lay it off to Denny Bashiru. Martins with a curler just over the top. Mateus Martins so close to opening the scoring. Comes out to Hedges. Hedges is through. Angle tight, Hedges scores! Blackburn on the counter! And Blackburn with their first attack of the second half have struck with 19 minutes to go! Yeah, it's a wonderful strike at the near post. Loser brings it down, back to Martins! Tipped onto the post by the goalkeeper as the referee blows the final whistle. Big win on the road for Blackburn Rovers and for Watford, it's now three games without a win in the Championship and more worryingly, three games without a goal. To the Sunday edition now and the Suns head of sport, Sean Custis, alongside chief football writer for the Times, Henry Winter. They were joined by the head of media relations and communications at Women's Aid, Teresa Parker. She joined the show to discuss the ongoing controversy surrounding Luis Rubiales and Manchester United's handling of the Mason Greenwood situation. I don't think that his position can continue. I think that people speaking at the moment, I think there will be sufficient public pressure and I think when I say there's a sliding doors moment you can already see people changing their position because those who are applauding him now are starting to speak out and say something so I mean one thing that I take from this as well is that you cannot underestimate when people 
actually listen to women's voices where there is a woman who's been impacted by this and you actually speak out you kind of can change things and I think that there is hope for the future in terms of positively changing things if you speak out if you're uncomfortable and if you take time to understand the issues we are not there where we want to be with our team I have a lot of work I have a lot of focus on my team and so I focus on the players who are available were you expecting Mason Greenwood to be available to you did you want him to be as I said, I only have statements about uh, our performance. From my position, this is much bigger than Mason Greenwood. What it's about is about the issues of domestic abuse, violence against women within football, and also the reality that um, most sexual assault, most rape, most domestic abuse um, doesn't result in a conviction. So when you're looking at approach, actually, what is an appropriate approach on the basis that a lot of this will not end up in a conviction? So if you only deal with cases where there's a conviction you probably won't be dealing with the issue um so within this i know that from working with like the premier league and with the pfa that it's actually having systems in place knowing that domestic abuse sexual abuse and allegations will happen it's like having a consistent process being set up working closely with clubs and closely with experts to make sure you have appropriate paths out um and in this case where you're looking at what i think was being referred to as inappropriate behavior if you've got players who are concerned about their own behaviour within relationships, that you're not only in touch with organisations like Women's Aid, who specialise in domestic abuse, but also organisations like Respect, who are able to work with um, um, those who display unhealthy behaviour in relationships yeah, and I'm... actually look at what a positive outcome could look like here. Sticking with the Sunday edition and the team were joined by board director for the Saudi Pro League, Peter Hutton. Peter was asked whether he could see a Saudi club ever playing in Europe's Champions League. I don't think so. I mean, again, you know, we're in that sort of world where because of some of the stories and some of the realities that have happened in the last year, the Saudi football name gets attached to all sorts of stories and schemes. And when you dig into them, there's very rarely a sort of proper quote behind there that says, this is what we're trying to do. You know, the Saudi clubs are part of the Asian Champions League. There's three teams in this year's competition, Itihad, Nasser and Hilal. Um, you know, and we're part of the AFC in, in, in Saudi Football Federation. So, you know, to be part of UEFA and one of the UEFA competitions seems a bit far-fetched to me. Um, <laughs> what I could see happen is Saudi teams play more European teams in the summer and in summer competitions because that's naturally a great fit for a country where we struggle to do pre-season friendlies. It's just too hot there. So you could see that sort of competition emerging. But I'd be pretty surprised if um, if the country got involved in the Champions League, even though it would unlock a, a big Middle East TV market for the Champions League. To the game day breakfast show now, an ex-Chelsea and Ireland striker Tony Cascarino giving his thoughts on all of the weekend's sporting headlines. Slips it into Madison. Madison passed the goalkeeper and in with a little delicate touch, rolling his studs over the ball and arrowing it into the corner. He didn't get much on it, but enough to take it beyond Neto and Tottenham Hotspur have the lead. Madison's as good a number 10 as there is. I think he's... If you was to with England and you looked at a number 10, I mean, look, England have got a luxury of talent. You know, you look at what Bellingham's doing at Real Madrid and you go, wow. And we know his talents in forward positions, but then, you know, you sort of Declan Rice role and, you know, you look at Madison, he plays that in between players um, and that 10 role as good as anyone in the Premier League. Mm. 
He loves getting the ball on the turn and seeing that little intricate pass. And he also can get, you know, chip him with a number of goals. He's a very clever footballer. He's not blessed with loads of pace, but he's sharp. And he actually, like you said, he's he's joined the club and he's like a breath of fresh air to them. Everton nil, Wolves one. Wolves put their first three points on the board. Everton's problems mount. No goals for them in nearly 300 minutes of football. And of course, Sean Dyche may not like the word crisis, but it feels like one to Evertonians tonight. Booze rang around Goodison. Everton nil, Wolves one. It's a troubled club. There's so much going on at Everton, and it's not only, you know, off the field, does it should it affect well to a degree, yes. Um the team have to it's just it real lacks quality. You know, when you you think of a, a side that's a good side and you've got one player, I can't think of one player at Everton you can go, do you know what? He can turn a game. They haven't got a game changer. In their lineup, either. Calvert Lewin's been a problem. I, I said this 18 months ago. Once a centre forward who keeps getting injured for whatever reason and you haven't got backup, Neil Mope hasn't, you know, I think it's a big ask on him to lead the line. I don't mm. think he's got the physical presence to lead the line and he's not sharp and quick. I talked about Eddie Nketiah earlier. He's about he's sharp and quick and makes space for himself. Neil Mope doesn't do that. Mm. He's really a, a glorified championship player. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, Talk Sports lead football commentator Sam Matterface hosts the Sunday session and he gave us a scathing assessment of Manchester United winger Anthony following another poor display in United's comeback win against Forest on Saturday at Old Trafford. I'm going to talk about Anthony because he does divide opinion. I was speaking to Dean Ashton. He thinks he's great. He's got loads of potential, but I don't think he gives you enough at this moment in time for the amount of money that he that was spent on him. Eighty-five million quid. He can dribble. He can run, but he can't pass or cross with his right foot. And his end product is limited to cutting in on that left foot and unleashing a shot. Um, he, He's the last to start running back when a move breaks down. He is definitely one that doesn't track back when he's supposed to. Usually it's broken down, broken down with him. 
we, we probably have to factor into the, the conversation that he's 21 years of age. But to think that yesterday was one of the better games that he's had, let's be clear, his two chances, the shot when he cups in on the left foot and bends it towards the far corner, and the pullback happened when Forrest were down to 10 men and they were cream-crackered. Up until that point, he'd run with the ball. He'd dribble with the ball. He'd had a lot of touches. I was sitting there screaming at the TV screen, why are they keep pushing the ball out towards that right-hand side when the switch is on to Rashford on the other side? At one stage, Rashford switched over at the end of the first half because he was thinking, well, otherwise I'm never going to get the ball here. All right, well, thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do what you can to get it. And stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.